Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. Well, last year was a pretty tough one for many businesses, especially with all the confluence of shocks we've seen. And as we enter 2023, with higher prices and high interest rates, businesses face another tough year ahead. Well, according to Fidelity International's annual survey, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Let's check in with Christopher Wong. He is the Southeast Asia portfolio strategist for Fidelity International. Morning, Chris. How are you doing today? Morning, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Hey, great to have you on. Now, you've been studying the landscape quite closely and economists and strategists have been painting a rather gloomy picture for this year. What are the thoughts and the sense you're getting when you talk to some of these analysts and some of the companies uh, they've been covering? Yeah, so the uh, analyst survey is something that we conduct uh, annually, like you pointed out. It's been going on for a decade now. And then this year, we pulled the view of 152 analysts around the world. Uh, aggregating information from 15,000 company interactions. And what we're finding that uh, from the survey, our companies are less pessimistic. Now, while majority of our analysts believe their sectors are already in slowdowns or a recession, looking slightly further out, uh, over half of them actually expect the business cycle will have turned positive again by the end of 2023. Now, while, while this might sound a bit contrary to what the prevailing view amongst economists is, this is actually in line with wider economic logic, right? So as companies reach the bottom of their business cycles, they begin to think about the opportunities to come. The reporting out is uh, the reopening of China, right? So uh, management sentiment, while negative, it's broken a two-year trend, and uh, particular those that cover China reporting positive sentiment as well. Yeah, so that's quite an optimistic view for the second half. And you talk about a couple of drivers like China. I'm looking at headlines these days, and you see layoffs in the tech sector, cost pressures still continue to be a struggle for some companies. So when you look on that front for costs, how much of a turnaround can we expect and what are the um, sectors that will benefit from this um, the most? Yeah, so, so cost is the other area that we were focused on and our survey suggests that evidence of inflation on a sustained downward path is growing. So price pressures on businesses are likely to peak by the end of the first quarter of this year. And there are a few factors we find behind it. So the first, a fall in oil, gas, other commodity prices are already quickly putting pressure, uh, reducing pressure rather on companies. Uh, the second, the fall in non-labor costs is another factor. Now, while costs are still expected to rise over the next six months, the strengths of that expectation amongst our analysts have waned significantly in recent months. And the third, supply shortages. So they're no longer expected to pose big issues. For example, in sectors like materials, industrials, IT, our analysts are expecting input costs pressures to ease over the rest of this year. Now, Chris, that's an interesting picture when you consider China reopening. You've got supply chains opening up, but at the same time, demand is expected to also pick up. So that could have an impact on demand for commodities, for example, which could then lead to higher prices and higher inflation. Yeah, so China is another topic. Uh, so from a growth uh, perspective, kind of China is expected to emerge from a zero COVID policy. Economic activity is expected to ramp up. So from a growth perspective, our analysts uh, are... China analysts are expecting their sectors to be in early mid-state expansion over the next 12 months. As compared to, let's say, North American European analysts, there are only 30 to 40% are expecting the same. So revenue growth is expected to grow and China is the only place where we're expected to see earning margins expand. And, and that's also flagged out as one of the factors behind the more positive view of some of our global corporates. 
Of course, like you mentioned, Ryan, China, the rest of Asia, really stands out to us as the region where we expect to see input costs fall for the rest of this year. Uh, supply chain issues are also expected to cut a bit, and that can reduce pressures across areas like, for example, the tech hardware uh, supply uh, chain. So overall, we don't expect kind of a, a large rise in cost because of the reopening in China. All right. Well, China with Christopher Wong. He is the Southeast Asia Portfolio Strategist for Fidelity International. Now, Chris, another area of concern is the rising interest rate levels. And in the past, we've seen levels much lower and companies borrow at those levels. And now rates are going up. They have to pay back at higher rates. How much of an impact is this being felt by some of these companies, especially when you look at the uh, default rate in some of these cases? Yeah. So, so the era of low-cost borrowing appears to be coming to an end. And, and that, according to our conversation with companies, has a material impact. So more than 70% of our analysts expect uh, funding costs to rise materially for companies by the end of 2025, so the next uh, one to two years. Now, in reaction to borrowing costs, what we're finding is corporate treasurers are shoring up their businesses. So six out of 10 analysts report companies have a stronger focus on strengthening balance sheets. 50% cite cash reserves as resilience measures they expect companies to take. Uh, expansion plans are likely to also be reduced, so M&A will likely be less prevalent over the next couple of months. And uh, companies are also looking to reduce reliance on debt market, so trying to refinance less where possible, reducing debt with either cash or asset disposals. Now, this hiring borrowing cost will also impact default to some extent. So default rates are expected to increase across every region. Expect China, which has gone through its own spate of defaults in previous one to two years. Now, while what I painted might sound a little bit more concerning, this is actually in our minds suggesting markets are returning to normal, right? Mm. So after a decade of historically low interest rates and artificially low uh, default rates. Yeah, Chris, does paint the picture that companies are starting to get more cautious with what they're spending on. And I'm just wondering, when you look at the priorities that they have right now, where does ESG sit? Because you've got all these cost pressures and priorities to play around. Does it take a bit of a back seat right now? Yeah, so despite the kind of challenges we have experienced over the last one to three year, two years, now encouraging the vast majority of analysts uh, report their companies are placing the same or greater emphasis on ESG issues as they were a year ago. Progress may have slowed in certain areas, but has not reversed it. So, for example, in the area of carbon neutrality, now while the headline progress has been slow, underneath the surface, there's been progress. So our analysts still expect many of their companies to reach net zero, even if most may take a little bit longer than 2030 to get there. Now, the one area that we feel, feel again, may need a little bit more attention is the reduction of impact to nature. Now, here, a minority of our analysts expect companies to reduce their negative impact on biodiversity over the next 12 months. So in 2023, they will continue to encourage their companies to work towards uh, nature-related issues. Light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the outlook for growth this year. And we've been chatting with Christopher Wong. He is the Southeast Asia Portfolio Strategist for Fidelity International, sharing his outlook for 2023. Chris, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.